Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Let's get it. Train Up exists to equip young parents in discipling their children, helping them to be intentional, encourage imitation, and give instruction. My name is Joshua Chapman, and I am here with my lovely wife, my gorgeous Jim, the one who always puts a smile on <laughs> my you. face, the one Thank- who I just okay, always want to be around. <laughs> Come on now. Thank Baby, you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. You know... Thank you for all of the compliments you always give me. It's one of those when you do it, I'm like, please stop. But then when you don't do it, I'm like, where's it at? (laughs) (laughs) No, for real, though. Thank you for always being so, yeah, just kind in your words towards me. You're all that in the bag of chips. uh, And I want to make that known. (laughs) Thank you. you. Well, can you believe that we have made it? to the final episode in this season it is the season finale season finale wait for the cliffhanger at the end i'm just kidding we have (laughs) no cliffhanger (laughs) but yes we have we are about to complete our first season man praise the lord it's exciting god has been kind yes we've learned a lot (laughs) yeah yes we have still learning listeners thank you guys so much for tracking with us this season we hope that you've been encouraged we hope that it's been helpful for that is our goal for this podcast we want to help equip young parents in discipling their children and our final episode is a q a yeah shaped you know, by you guys it is shaped by the listeners we have made known that we're going to do a q a episode you have submitted questions uh, and we hope that we have helpful answers. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been and, sweet to hear from you guys on these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good, thought-provoking, encouraging questions, mm-hmm. encouraged by the ways that you guys are thinking. Yeah. And so we have a number of questions. Unfortunately, we won't get to answer every question that we've received, but that doesn't mean that we are not grateful for them all because we are. Absolutely. And so thank you for submitting the questions, and um, and hopefully we'll get to do more of these kind of episodes yeah, in the future. And so yeah. we can hopefully even tackle more questions. Yeah. So. Lord willing, it could be the, the final episode of every season. There you go. <laughs> you know, come on. Well, why don't we hop to it? Let's do it. All right. And so the first question, babe, I'm gonna let you tackle this one. All right. Okay. And so how would you teach your children to exercise wisdom in decision-making to where they are knowing right from wrong? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it really gets at the aim of, training our children up in the way that they should go, you know? And so this really does come out of that scripture in Proverbs that our, our podcast is about. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a great question. And if I'm just trying to think as practical as I can, I would encourage to memorize with your children Matthew 22, 37 through 39, which oh. I'm about to read. Okay, okay. And then I will explain why. This might mm. be like, okay, that's not the direction I thought you'd go. But let's start here with this passage, and then I will unpack why. Yeah, follow along. Right, follow along. She's taking it. us somewhere. All right, let me take y'all. So Matthew 22, verse 37 and following. He said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So by memorizing this 
passage or these few verses with your children, what it does is one, allow you to teach them a little of that as you memorize it. Mm -hmm. But then you now have this in your tool belt to bring up in conversation with your children. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, as you are working through a scenario with your children, trying to help them obey, you can ask them, is this a way we can love God? Does this love your neighbor as yourself? Mm. Does this love mm. your sister? Does this Man. love your friend, your brother? Your Does classmate. this love daddy? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you can start to ask this question of, is this loving mm. to so-and-so? And you can take it back to the verse that you've memorized together as a family. Yeah. And by doing this, um, you really are teaching your children wisdom, Come on. you know, helping Come on. them to fear God that yeah. they may walk in wisdom. Yeah. That is the fear of the Lord is the beginning yes. of wisdom. Yes. And that's where I was going with it. Come on. Good. Come on. My bad. I beat you too. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, let's just give an example here. Let's say a child lies to their parent. Mm-hmm. you can then say, hey, was that loving to lie mm, to mommy? That's good. You know, or was that loving to not share your toy? Mm-hmm. Was that loving to laugh at that little boy who yeah. fell? You know, and so you can draw that language from that passage. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say when children are younger, it's going to feel like a lot of correcting because mm-hmm. all the examples I just gave were after the child already disobeyed. (laughs) They already chose wrong rather than right. Mm -hmm. But as we correct while they're in the home and while they're young, prayerfully, all that correcting is training. It's training them up Mm -hmm. that eventually when they're at school or they're at a friend's house, you know, they're in children's ministry and eventually they're out of your home. Those conversations will be in their mind. Mm. Is this loving towards God? Is this loving towards my neighbor? And hopefully we'll help them then choose right from wrong. Come on now. So that would be my practical initial answer. Man, praise God. Praise God. Got nothing to add, baby. That was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. So moving on, um, the next question, and I'll take this one. How do you handle different ages at the same time in family worship. So like Bible for an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. That's a really good question. That is a very real question, uh, especially if you have multiple children, multiple kids, uh, as long as they're not twins, (laughs) you're going to run into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's very relatable, especially as you do family worship. And one of the things that we would say is something that we learned from an associate pastor um, in the D.C. area, Deepak Raju, uh, he did a parenting class and he kind of hit at this mm-hmm. and he was saying, teach or explain at the level of the oldest, mm-hmm. you know, so aim at, let your target be your oldest and trust that some of the crumbs will <laughs> fall on the floor to where your younger child will eat some <laughs> of the good. food. That's good. You know, yeah. and so that'll just be. Yeah, the application with that. Now, mm-hmm. we still want to encourage you to aim to be uh, clear and simple right you know you want to be as concise being mindful of the ages of your children um at the same time yeah i'll just encourage aiming for the older one Mm -hmm. um and so what happened is it's actually help the older child remain engaged and it will call the younger child up yeah you know what you don't want is for the younger child to be engaged and the older child to be bored check out be dismissive Mm -hmm. and so that's why we would make that suggestion. And another thing that you can do is maybe involve the older kid. 
as you know they're eight and so they may be able to read Mm -hmm. um and you know sometimes let them read you know that may pique their interest all the more um to where they're involved and one last thing i'll say with this is you know as they get older the gap will shrink, right. you know, in their uh, cognitive capacity, yeah. the abilities to take it in. Right. For all you of them to saying? engage together. Yeah. 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 And so that'll be some of my thoughts. No, that's with that great. Question. Yeah. I think that's super practical. All right. Well, baby. Moving right along. Moving right along. If you were to start with one thing to do with your kids, what would it be? And then... What would be the next thing you would add on and the next? And let's say that the family is doing nothing besides going to church. Okay. Yeah. So they're taking yeah. their children to church every week, but Which is a nothing huge praise God. Monday to Saturday. Yeah. yeah. No, that's helpful. Um, yeah. And I think that that is a real reason why we wanted to start this podcast Facts. to help give light into what are some things we can practically be doing to disciple our children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've kind of talked about this question a little before yeah. we were rec- before recording. Um, and I would say we both agree that we would do family worship. Correct. That would be our number one. Yes. And for me, a reason I would say that would be the first thing I would try to implement is because what that means is you will be having your children regularly hear God's word read from you. Mm, You'll be regularly facts. singing songs to the Lord together. Come on. Come regularly on, come on. praying together as a family. Did you hear the frequency regularly? Yes. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think that is why we would say family worship, because when you read, you pray, you sing, those are all girded up in there. Mm-hmm. It's this rhythm now where you know that your kids are going to get that from you. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, I would say most important because God's word will be read to your children. And what this Mm. does Mm. is it... You kill me with that. My bad, baby. I ain't trying to kill you. I'm trying to encourage you, girl. thank you. That is... You spitting fire over there. (sighs) Thank you. (laughs) But um, what this does, what a regular family worship does, is it helps demonstrate the prioritization of your faith to your children. Wow. Say that again. (laughs) All right. So by having a regular family worship, it helps demonstrate to your children the prioritization that your faith is in Mm. your life and your desire for them to have that same faith. Come on. So that would be the main reason. Any other reasons you would choose family worship first? Um, I just think it's pedagogical. What? Um, it, uh-uh. It's instructive. It's teaching rewind them. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's instructive. It's teaching them. You know, uh, as we think about worship, a regular rhythm of revelation and respond. Uh-huh. And so we're teaching them that at a, a, a personal, as a family. And then, you know, that's be the thing that Christ, that is what Christians do constantly for the rest of our lives. And yeah. so we want them to be a part of that. And on top of that, you know, you think about, you know, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so with this regular rhythm, what it helps does is create a new narrative uh, mm-hmm. for what is it like to grow up in a Christian home? Mm-hmm. You know, more than I went to church also, like, man, we gathered, every, we gathered regularly mm-hmm. as a family to worship God. Yeah. Um, and so that'd be number one. Like you said, another I would add is prayer, mm-hmm. um, where they're already learning about it in family worship, but also they get to learn that they can talk to God at any time. Oh, this is your number two. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. My bad. My so that's the my second bad. thing I thought you were still saying reasons you would oh, do yeah. family worship. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 yeah. So 
going on to my number two, okay. though, my bad. Um, yeah, I would say prayer, where they're learning they can talk to God anytime, anywhere, about anything. That's good. Um, and it's just so important, yeah. you know? And so that'll be my number two. And then for me, my number three would be scripture memory. You yeah. think about Psalm 119, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. You think about Jesus' example in Matthew chapter 4. You know, he combated temptation hmm. with God's word. It is yeah. written, it is written, it is written. Yeah. And we want them to know what is written. Yeah. We also want them to know that this is a help. This will help them fight temptation yeah. externally. You know, somebody's trying to tempt them, but also internally in their own heart. Right. You know, when they feel a fleshly desire rising up, they can learn uh, they can know that, oh, there's a verse that mommy and daddy has taught me that can kind of yeah, help me in that. that's good. And his word does not return void. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. No, that's good. So family worship, then prayer, then scripture memory. I agree with all of those. The only thing I would add, mm. and maybe just view this more as just sprinkle this in with all of them. <laughs> yeah is that we really do want to be regularly sharing the gospel with our children. Okay, that's um, true. Yes. Yes, yes. And so don't just want to teach them these very great Christian practices, but mm -hmm. help them see their need for Christ yes. and to know how they can receive forgiveness. Amen. So. Amen. That's really good. So moving it on, uh, what is one simple thing you can incorporate today for discipleship in the home with littles. That's good. And I'm going to really pull out the word simple here mm. because this is similar to the last question and it's like, what's something you can do. Yes. But if we're just thinking simple, um, the one that first comes to my mind is to do some type of a bedtime blessing that, and what is that? That includes sharing the gospel. And so, what so is yes, I'm about to, I'm about to I'm get sorry. to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me scale back. <laughs> but some type of bedtime blessing where you're sharing the gospel with your children. And so, for example, every night before we put the kids to bed, whichever one of us is doing it with them, we will say, mommy and daddy love you no matter what you say and no matter what you do. And who loves you even more than mommy and daddy? God. They say God. We say, yes, God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for sins. And Jesus rose from the grave. Rest in that love. And so it's just a way to disciple your children by reminding them of the love of God through mm -hmm. the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and that it's an everyday thing that they're hearing. Yeah. And it's really wrapped up in your love for them as well. Mm. And so because you're asking simple, I would yeah. just say that would be a simple thing I would do. Yeah. What so it's like this ending bedtime benediction kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. concluding words of encouragement yes. or love. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. And we did get a lot of that from a book that you read. So yeah. I want to make that clear. That yeah. By Justin Whitmill Early, there I we believe. Go. Gotta give props to, the to <laughs> we did not come up with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say family worship. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> it is simple. Repracing. Yeah, there you go. So Joshua's answer for everything is going to be family worship. Family worship. Just as Jesus <laughs> is the answer that our kids always give, yeah. family worship is probably going to be my answer every time about family discipleship. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so, um, you know, what's a way you show your kiddos how you love your spouse well? That's great. That's a really great question. That's a really great question. Yeah. Um, 
Especially, and, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Just because like, yeah, this podcast isn't about marriage, but like having a healthy marriage is a huge tool in family discipleship. Absolutely. So what's a way we do it? We just make out in front of them. Make out in front of I'm them. I'm just kidding. Oh my out. gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We do. No, we don't. You're right. We don't. But I do kiss you. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> do. Them. But anyway. Yeah. So I know you said, I know the question is what's a way I would give just a few real quick kind of rapid fire. Uh, and you're going to notice you ask a, we go, you ask for one, we'll give you multiple. That's just what we do. It is what we do. We do highs family. and lows at dinner. Most families is like, what was your high? So one thing, uh-huh. what was a low? We're like, here's my 10 highs for the yeah. day. Here's We're my like giving lows. recaps <laughs> we of do. the entire we day. We walk through the whole day. <laughs> Joshua and I are just verbal processors. So, And we're teaching our children to be the same way. <laughs> so anyways, yes, you asked for a way to show your kids you love your spouse. Yes. Joshua's about to give you multiple. Multiple. Make out in front of them. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but I will say hug and kiss each other in front of your children. Yeah. Um, like for us, you know, if I'm leaving, uh, mommy will always get the first and the last kiss. Um, and mommy will always get the longest hug, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one, two, we go on dates. So we do date nights and we tell our kids like, Hey, we're going on a date tonight. Mm-hmm. Mommy and daddy's going on a date. So-and-so church member for uh, yeah, a member from the church. They'll be babysitting you. And we're going on a date because we're, we, we need to, and want to invest in our marriage. Mm-hmm. So we say that, you know, uh, try to get, I try to give, uh, my wife, um, like a mommy's time of way, mommy's time away for refreshment, um, seeing that she works in the home. And so when I get off on a Saturday, it'll be like, um, man, hey, I got the kids. We'll see you at dinner time, hmm. you know, um, and mommy just goes and does whatever's refreshing it's for very her. Nice. <laughs> um, and tell the kids like mommy loves you. Mommy also needs some time. It might be good for mommy to get time away to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing that I try to do is I tell my children very often that I love them. I love them so much. And following that, I also tell them that I love mommy the most. Like, I love you guys so much. And I love mommy the most. Mm-hmm. And they know <laughs> they'd be like, he loves mommy the most. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. You know, and I even have a memory of that with my, my dad. Uh, I remember so vividly, we were walking home one night after one of his basketball practices, cause he was a coach and I just asked him probably cause I wanted affirmation <laughs> <laughs> story of my life. But I was like, dad, who do you love the most in our family? And probably hoping he was going to save me. <laughs> More than and, my siblings. And he said, he said, oh, I love, just like you said, he's like, I love all of you so much, but I do love your mom the most. And I actually loved his answer. Even mm, as a kid, it was yeah. like, man, I'm so glad my dad loves my mom so much yeah. and vice versa, you know? And, and that was, I mean, I was young. And so just to know that that sticks out with me and I still yeah. remember that today. So yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, baby, I'll let you tackle this one. Um, What is the most important daily rhythm for your family? That's great. Um, So for Team Chapman, what's the most important daily rhythm for us? So I think we would have to say mealtime together. 
Um, Facts. Yeah. Just sitting down together as a family, eating a meal. Um, because what happens during that meal time, especially because we are, we're all sitting down, we're face to face, is there's just great intentionality there. We get to just build relationally with each other. We get mm-hmm. to, as we said, go through our 10 highs and lows of the day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but we do. We get to hear from each other. We really try to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a lot of fun, a lot of nights where, you know, by the middle of it, somehow somebody's up in the kitchen dancing and, you know. <laughs> or and making animal sounds. Yes, or... <laughs> playing some kind of game or, you know. And even now when we do highs and lows, we'll say, I'm going to ask this one who, and then we describe the person and try to guess who they're going to ask. Just, it's just turned into, we have a lot of little traditions that are happening around our meal time. And so it's been a lot of fun, but also, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, this is really a time when we try to do intentional family discipleship. Um, This is when we practice our scripture memory together. We practice our catechism questions again, not all in the same meal, but yeah, we pray together. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah. just a lot is happening over our meal time together. That's good. Now, because we said we don't always just give one answer, if we had to give another, you know what we would say? Family worship. <laughs> Family worship. Huddle <laughs> time. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's real good. And so what is the biggest hurdle to being intentional in family discipleship? Yes, that's a humbling one. Very. But it's such a good question because I think we need to really think about this, mm-hmm. you know, um, to be sobered by the fact that there are going to be temptations that keep us from yeah. discipling our children. Come on, baby. I see you. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said yeah. that. <laughs> well, I'm looking right at you. So yeah, obviously, so, you know, yeah, I see you. you. Do, but, um, <laughs> but you know, when we, yes. you know, when, you know, black culture would be like, I see you over there. It's more like an affirmation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yes but um so yeah the biggest hurdle for me I would say is when I get caught up in focusing on just the temporary things of life Mm. rather be rather than being mindful of our children's eternal state I would say that yeah I you know it's very important to feed our children to clothe them to teach them things, to play with them, to get them where they need to go, all of these things. But if I'm only focused on just the day in and out grind, forgetting to be mindful of their souls, Mm. I'm just going to be prone to not intentionally disciple them. And I'm just going to be in the nitty gritty day in, day out stuff. And so, you know, I think of Paul's words to the Corinthians when he says, I regard no one according Mm -hmm. to the flesh Mm. and really getting Mm. at the fact that he is mindful of everybody's eternal state and that dictates how he engages with them. And so yes, to not get too long winded that I, I really need to stay focused on the eternal matters of the heart Mm. with our children because it's really easy to get caught up in just what's temporary and what's right in front of me. Yeah. What would you say? I would definitely say distractions, you know, whether it's phone, entertainment, you know, um, being a pastor can have hard days, you know, discouraging days, difficult days. um, And, you know, sometimes just want to coast, sadly, or just not even just want to coast, want to get on my phone as an escape or something like Mm -hmm. that. Do something mindless. Yeah, do something mindless. And so... 
Yeah, the times when I'm not as intentional are the same times when I'm extremely distracted. Hmm. Um, I'm not praying um, for my kids. I'm not thinking about, I'm, I'm just regarding them according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I may even see them as a, a hindrance to the entertainment that I'm wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so try to put my phone on the, the mantle, try to die at the door. Uh, mm-hmm. As one pastor taught me, like die to myself before I get home. Mm-hmm. I'm off my job as a pastor. I'm on my job as a dad, Yeah. Uh, as a pops. You know, I keep the peace. <laughs> <laughs> pastor pops. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would say those are some of the biggest hurdles. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, baby, I'm going to let you take this one. Okay. Um, and so how do you help your tr- your children? How do you help your children practice and understand praying other prayers besides prayers of thanksgiving? And so this is a family who has shared that they're trying to teach their children to acts model, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Mm-hmm. And their kids are constantly rever- uh, reverting back to thanksgiving. Yeah. And so how do we expand that? Yeah, that's good. And we can totally relate to this. Our yes, daughter. Yes, yes, Our da- Our three-year-old daughter, almost every prayer she says, even if we're trying to ask her to do like a prayer of confession, she'll be like, dear God, I thank you that I'm sorry that I, you know, it's always, or hey, can you pray for this person who's sick? Dear God, thank you that so-and-so is sick. It's like, well, no, <laughs> we're not, you know, so she wants to say thank you about everything, which is good. But yeah. yes, all that to say, we can relate to this. Yes, we um, can. The first thing I do want to just say is praise God that you are praying with your children and you're trying to teach your children different kinds of prayers. Yes. And yes, Amen. just patience, take the long view, mm-hmm. stay at it. Um, They're very young. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. But a few practical thoughts here. The first one would be just modeling this before your children. Model, model, model. More things are caught than taught. And so you want them to, yeah, hear from you how you're praying these kinds of prayers. The next thing I would do, and this is what we do a lot, almost all the time, is have them repeat after you. And so, okay, tonight, tonight, guys, yeah, tonight we're going to do a prayer of praise and a prayer of adoration. And so say, dear God, dear Dear God, God. I praise you that you are compassionate and then I you have praise them. You that you are compassionate. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And have them repeat after you. And that's totally fine. And yes, it's going to not feel heartfelt from them probably, but that's okay. Like you're mm-hmm. just helping them learn the language and different things to even consider yeah. praising God for. Yeah. And so those would be just the two main things that I would say, but a huge help has been the resource from tiny theologians that yes. is this ABC kind of cardstock where for each letter of the alphabet, they have a characteristic of God an attribute or yes, an attribute of God. Thank you. And so one thing that I've been starting to do as I've just been really helping our toddlers learn different letters of the alphabet and mm-hmm. how they sound, you know, what words, words start with them mm-hmm. is I will do that word for the week that comes from this resource and y'all I really like to make up little songs that rhyme to mm-hmm. help. and they're dope baby no, they dope thank you I do love them um and so I try to like teach them real quick what it means that God is like this week we're doing that God is worthy mm-hmm. so I try to explain what it means that he's worthy and then we learn this little song and so this can help give language and I'm not saying you need to go create songs and all of that but if you spend time 
teaching your kids different attributes of God, mm-hmm. then when you want them to say a prayer of praise, you can you pull some of those attributes that they're yeah. already now familiar with um, to help them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, that could be a helpful way. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And as you started with patience. Yeah. yeah. You know, and one last thing real quick, I would say even when you do like prayers of confession, Maybe you say, do you have anything you need to tell God sorry for? And they might, sometimes our son, he's like, I didn't disobey today. And it's like, well, (laughs) and so sometimes you might have to help (laughs) remind them or point something out for them to be able to confess. But yeah, Yeah. it's going to be a lot of hands-on giving them the words to pray. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's real good. All right. So this is a dum-dum-dum. Do we have a movie list? Or how do we process filtering movies for our children? Yeah. that Those are two really great questions. i going to let you take this one. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want it? Uh, yeah, you got this. <laughs> um, so this is a very hard question. Takes a lot of discernment, a lot of trial and error. Do we have a movie list? No. We're mindful of the specific movies we will watch again and stuff like that, but we haven't written out a specific list. Mm-hmm. You know, and what is our process of filtering movies for our children? Um, what we would say is, you know, one thing we like to check is this website called Kids in Mind. Uh, we think about a movie to watch as a family. Kids in Mind, it gives a summary of the movie, and then it provides three categories and gives a rating in that category. And the three categories are sexual content, language, and violence, and it, go, it rates it from one to ten. And so we definitely check that. Yeah, it gives you a really good idea yeah, what's going to be involved. Exactly. Yeah. So that's helpful. Another thing that we do is we also just reach out to families that we trust and ask them for recommendations. You know, we may take some of them. We may watch some. We may not. Um, But we do that. And, you know, we try to prioritize movies with good messages. You know, like, man, if it's, you know, something about being courageous, you know, or being loving or serving others you know being content in how god made you you know like we want to encourage we want to watch movies that encourage really good messages Mm -hmm. Uh, now i will say there are some movies that we started that we didn't finish Mm -hmm. you know we turned them off whether trial and error trial and error (laughs) you know we turned them off whether it was too scary or we just you know wasn't really feeling uh, the content or the message or something like mm-hmm. that. And there are times where we've also paused to talk through something with them. Like yeah. that was a bad word. We don't say that, yeah. you know, that is unkind. That's unloving going right. back to the first question, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, and we'll still finish the movie, but yeah, we'll have those moments where we pause and exactly. Yeah. And if we're pausing a few number of times, we turn that thing oh, off. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I was just saying that sometimes yeah. we will keep going, but exactly. Yeah. And so, we do have three categories. We have movies that we can watch, movies that we watch now. There's some movies in that category. There's movies on like maybe later, and then some that falls in the never category. And you know what we really want to be very intentional in doing is instilling in our children a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, in the ways we're trying to disciple our children, we're trying to instill a biblical worldview. We want to lay that foundation. We want to make sure that it's cemented. Mm-hmm before we begin to consider watching some of the movies that are in the 
maybe later category. You know, those movies that may be a little more explicit in opposing, going against some of the things that we've taught them that's Mm -hmm. rooted in the Bible. And we're not sure they have that discernment yet to know that this is bad. Exactly. With their minds being so formable, we Mm -hmm. want to be very careful and cautious in what we expose them to. Yeah. Uh, And so that's like our process in filtering through movies for our children. And I think of even our last episode on freedom is probably not any two families are all going to land on the exact same movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with adults. You know, we Mm -hmm. all have a little bit different filters sometimes. Obviously there's, probably some that we would all agree are nevers, you know, that kind of thing. But there's, yeah, it's a hard thing that takes a lot of discernment and prayer and wisdom. So exactly. Maybe we have made it to the last and final question. question. And this actually doesn't really deal much with parents. It deals more with grandparents. I love it. Okay. Let's (laughs) Which is dope. You know, parents of parents. Yeah. And it says, you know, what is the grandparents' role in family discipleship? Yeah. That's such a good question. And that's, Really encouraging, too, because as this podcast is directed towards parents of young children, there are grandparents of young children, you know? (laughs) And so I think it's a great question, um, yeah, to think through. So I'm going to take us to two different passages real quick that hopefully will kind of help show you why I'm going to say what I will say. And the first one is 2 Timothy 1.5. And it says, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am convinced is in you also. And I just love that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Timothy, he also is the one we've talked about before who was acquainted with the scriptures from infancy. Yes. And so it's just really sweet to see Paul mention both his mother and grandmother. Yep. And so in the same book. And so believing that this grandmother probably played a role in training him up in the way he should go. And so, yeah, I just want to point that out that we even have scripture to show that. And then also in Psalm 78, I'm going to read verse five through eight. It says, he established a testimony in Jacob and set up a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children so that a future generation, children yet to be born Mm. might know. They were to rise and tell their children so that they might put their confidence in God and not forget God's works and keep his commands. I'm actually going to stop there through verse seven. But Mm. this idea of teach your children so that a generation yet to be born would know. And so it even has grandchildren in mind there. Come Come on, baby. Yes. Why do I keep saying yes? You affirm me, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Tell me. <laughs> I'm trying to be your hype man, yes, and you, you. get hyped over trying to hype me up. <laughs> but yes, and so these two passages, I think, really do show that parent that grandparents do play a role. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, a few things that we will point out. One, I would say for grandparents to really help support and reinforce Mm. what we are trying to teach our children. You know, it's so helpful when grandparents are in town or maybe they do live in town with you and you hear them and you see them reinforcing, helping your children have good manners, Mm -hmm. helping your children pick up their toys, you know, helping your children share. That's good. That's good. It's like grandparents are reinforcing these things. And so how much more for grandparents to come in and reinforce the gospel, Come on. you know, reinforce Come on. who God is, yeah. um, 
pull out a scripture here and there, whatever it may be, just to help support and reinforce those lessons we are also teaching our children. Mm, That's so good. And I think it's really sweet when that happens because our children then get to see that it's not just mommy and daddy who love Jesus, but it's also my grandma and my grandpa. Yeah. You know, and so another would be kind of in that vein is I think a role that grandparents have is to be intentional with their grandchildren in talking about the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, whether that's, sharing about their own faith, or maybe you're just reading your Bible in front of them for a minute, you know, just those different ways of just being intentional with them or reading a children's book that is biblical Mm -hmm. and, you know, like helping instill those truths in them. Absolutely. Absolutely. One way that we were really encouraged just personally is we not too long ago were with my parents and we actually went to a wedding, but they watched the kids that evening And when we came home, they were just telling us about some funny things that happened with our kids. But what came up is that they had done huddle time with our kids. (laughs) And it was just so encouraging for us that like, man, we weren't even there. And they knew that rhythm in our home. And so they did it with them. And so just what a gift that was to us as parents that they were carrying that out. Amen. Um, Again, going back to the reinforcing. Yes. You know, like I think about um, the times my mom been in town, she asked the kids like, so what verses are you guys yes, learning? Exactly. Because she knows that we work on scripture memory mm-hmm. with them. And so that is a role in reinforcing, 100%. Um, you know, the, the family discipleship that we're about. Yep. I love that. Um, other thing I would add to it is just, you know, pray for your children in the their for work. Gra- oh, yeah, for, yeah, for pray your for children. your children okay, yeah. in the work of family discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's a great way to spur them on, encourage them. Feel free to ask, like, how's it going in intentionally discipling your children? Yeah. Uh, it shows an investment. It shows a level of concern. It shows that, you know, you're supporting them in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember driving home from work one day and, uh, man, I'm on the phone with my mom and my mom just out of the blue asked like, you know, when was, this la- when was the last time you took Stephanie on a date? And I was just <laughs> like, man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was caught off guard in a very great way, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't offended at all. I was blessed by the question because it showed, um, a concern, a care and a care for my marriage mm-hmm. and the health of my marriage that, man, you want to make sure that your son is taking his wife out on dates. Yeah. And what I, what I would encourage grandparents having that same level of concern, and family discipleship, you know, so how are you doing with being intentional yeah. in discipling your kids? Yeah, that's so and then good. the other thing I would say is pray for the grandchildren. Yeah. Like, man, get on your knees and seek the Lord. Yeah. Pleading for God to save, pleading for, you know, for the word to, to take root, mm-hmm. pleading for them to grow. Um, and so like, man, pray, pray, yeah. pray. What a gift that is. Yeah. Huge gift. Yeah. So, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. We have gone through the questions. Yes. Thank you all for the questions. It yes. was really fun to get to think through these. Yes. So. And so this brings us to a conclusion <laughs> of season one hey, hey, in the Train em Up <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> I know. Can't yes. be doing that now. I'm kids are asleep. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yes. And so, man, we made it. Praise the Lord. We do hope that it has been encouraging um, and we look forward to season two in the fall. Yeah, we are planning to put out season two coming this fall. Um, And 
yeah, as you think of us over the summer, will you pray for us as we're just kind of doing the groundwork for that? Um, and anytime, really, would you please pray for us in this work? And in between seasons, we would really love if you keep up with us on social media and one train them up two two six. train them up two two six. Yes. And especially on Instagram, a little bit of Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, but one request we're going to ask you just one, if this has been helpful for you this season, we would love if you would consider somebody that maybe doesn't know about this podcast and share it with them mm. um, that maybe over the summer they could tune into season one and yeah. kind of catch up on that before we drop season two. We Come would, on. yeah, we'd be blessed by that. And ultimately, um, yeah, we just pray that this content is helpful for others. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so y'all thanks for rocking with us. Yes. We hope that it has been helpful And until next time, we love y'all. Grace and peace.